We welcome you to the Tabernacle Podcast, brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about Tabernacle, you can visit our website, tabernaclebaptistchurch.com. You can find other sermons like this one on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. It is our prayer that God has used this message to be an encouragement to your heart. Exodus chapter 35. Exodus chapter number 35. We'll begin reading in verse number 1. Exodus chapter 35. The Bible says, And Moses gathered all the congregation of the children of Israel together, And said unto them, These are the words which the Lord hath commanded you, that ye should do them. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day there shall be to you an holy day, a Sabbath day of rest to the Lord. Whosoever doeth work therein shall be put to death. Ye shall kindle no fire throughout your habitations upon the Sabbath day. We find in these verses that God was serious about the Sabbath day. In verse number four, the Bible says, And Moses spake unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord. Whoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it, an offering to the Lord, gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen, and goat's hair, and ram's skins dyed red, and badger's skins, and sheetum wood, and oil for the light, and spices for anointing oil, and for the sweet incense, and onyx stones, and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastplate. And every wise-hearted among you shall come and make all that the Lord hath commanded, the tabernacle, his tent, and his covering, his tacks, and his boards, his bars, his pillars, and his sockets. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word, and we pray that you would speak to us through it today. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, We're going to come back to this scripture in just a minute. Our men are here, uh, and they have two pieces of literature And so the first I want them to give out is this calendar that none of you, I don't think, will have. So we'll have to make sure that we get this in the hands of everyone here. And uh, in this calendar, we have uh, uh, three months worth of dates that I want to call your attention to in just a bit. And uh, I'm praying that God will help us uh, over the next 90 days. We're entering into 90 days of prayer, preparation, proving, and trusting in the promises of God. And so as the men are handing that out, I want you to have this. Now, we made it large enough, you can't lose it. How many of you already noticed that? I was thinking it would be a bit smaller. I wasn't paying attention to the dimensions the way I should have. And when I got it, I thought, man, that's awfully big. And uh, But then I thought, well, we won't lose it that way. 
And so this is designed for you to keep. The other thing I'd like for you to have, and many of you have this already, but if you don't have one, I'd like for you to get the next step booklet, the next step booklet that we gave out in May. We gave this book out in May. If you would like to have one, you don't have one, would you lift your hand and our ushers will make sure they get one to you, the next step booklet. And so uh, while they're coming to you, we're going to reference that in just a moment, our next step booklet. What I'm planning to do with God's help is walk you through uh, the next 90 days and uh, uh, the plan uh, that we have as we move forward. Our theme for this year has been to follow, following Jesus. We began with a series of messages from the book of Matthew and walking with the Lord Jesus and the disciples as they followed him. And as a church, we've been endeavoring to follow Christ. And uh, so it's appropriate as we consider our future, we think of the next step. And so we want to make sure if you don't have any of the literature that you need, would you lift your hand? We just want to make sure before we get going that we've got everything covered. I don't see any hands up. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your help. I appreciate that and your patience. We note here that in the book of Exodus, uh, Moses has been commanded <clears throat> to receive an offering. And this offering would be taken from the people for the construction of the tabernacle. The tabernacle is a place where people uh, would meet with God. And God would dwell there in the tabernacle, in the Holy of Holies, above uh, the mercy seat. And to construct that tabernacle, uh, Moses commanded that the people give an offering. Uh, we note that he said in verse 5, Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord, whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it, an offering of the Lord. And then he begins to speak about the things that were needed. Verse 10, and every wise-hearted among you shall come and make all that the Lord hath commanded. I'd like for you to look in verse 20 of this 35th chapter, and all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses, and they came everyone whose heart stirred him up, and everyone whom his spirit made willing, and they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation and for all his service and for the holy garments. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted, and brought bracelets and earrings and rings and tablets, all jewels of gold. Every man that offered, offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. And every man with whom was found blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen, and goat's hair and red skins of rams and badger skins brought them. Everyone that did offer an offering of silver and brass brought the Lord's offering, and every man with whom was found sheet of wood for any work of the service brought it. And all the women that were wise-hearted did spin with their hands and brought that which they had spun, both of blue and of purple and of scarlet and of fine linen. And all the women whose hearts stirred them up in wisdom spun goat's hairs. And the rulers brought onyx stones and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastplate. 
and spice and oil for the light and for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense. The children of Israel brought a willing offering unto the Lord, every man and woman whose heart made them willing to bring for all manner of work which the Lord had commanded to be made by the hand of Moses. And Moses said unto the children of Israel, See, the Lord hath called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and he hath filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship, and to devise curious works, to work in gold and silver and brass, and in the cutting of stones to set them and carving of wood, to make any manner of cunning work. And he hath put in his heart that he may teach both he and Aholiab, the son of Ahissamach of the tribe of Dan, them hath he filled with wisdom of heart to work all manner of work of the engraver and of the cunning workman and of the embroider in blue and in purple, in scarlet and in fine linen and of the weaver, even of them that do any work and of those that devise cunning work. Now, here we have that God gave the children of Israel an opportunity. The opportunity that was before them was to meet with him. And in order for them to do that, they then were to construct the tabernacle. And God gave the plan of the tabernacle. It was very detailed, and it required the giving of the people. And the Bible tells us that those who were willing-hearted those whose hearts stirred them up, they gave to the offering. And they supplied many different things that were needed for the construction of the tabernacle. And God worked in the hearts of the people to give them wisdom and discernment to know how to construct the tabernacle. And they brought this offering, and they did the work, and they completed the tabernacle. And it was all because they had a heart that made them willing, and they had a heart of wisdom. The Bible tells us in Matthew 6.21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now, we note some things about this tabernacle offering that I hope will be helpful to us. I, I don't plan to spend a lot of time on this text. I want to get into you about some practical things, uh, get uh, to this practical things. Uh, as we move forward, but we see the purpose of giving here. The purpose of giving was for the construction of the tabernacle, a place where people could meet with God. And when I came to Tabernacle, uh, Pastor Voss had adopted that theme, a, a theme that I think he may have taken from a book by Alan Redpath concerning the tabernacle. The subtitle was A Place Where People Meet with God. That was sort of a tagline, a, a phrase, a, a branding phrase for our church, a place where people meet with God. That's what a tabernacle is. And, of course, we understand that Christ dwells within his, each of us. We understand that the church is not necessarily a building. The church is a group of people who have joined together. We are the habitation of God. But we have formed the Tabernacle Baptist Church, and it is a place this corporate gathering where people meet with God. That's the greatest thing that happens in our schedule throughout the week. It's the greatest thing that happens in this community, that people, God's people, 
can meet with him. So the purpose for the forgiving was so that the people could have a place where they could meet together with God. I'm grateful for this place, aren't you? And when I came here in 2008, I was amazed at all that God had done and all that God had provided, a wonderful place for us to meet with God. The second thing we note in this passage is the principles for giving. Principles for giving. We find that it all belongs to God. The Bible says here in verse 5, Take ye from among uh, you an offering unto the Lord. Whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring an offering of the Lord, gold and silver and brass. You see, everything they possessed, remember what they had been before. Do you remember what they had been before? Slaves. Slaves in Egypt. They were in a foreign land. They had no means of income. They had no wealth to speak of. But when God delivered them from Egypt, God gave them the wealth of Egypt. The Egyptian people met them along the way, and uh, they gave them gold and silver and all of the things that were placed in their hands. We find that it all belongs to God. Everything that God has allowed us to possess has been a gift from God. Some may say, well, I work awfully hard for the money I've got. That may be true, but you wouldn't have the mind to do it or the strength and ingenuity to do it were it not for the Lord. You see, it all belongs to God. The Bible says in verse 21 in this 35th chapter, and they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up, and everyone whom his spirit made willing, and they brought the Lord's offering. The language of the Bible is intentional here. They are bringing what belongs to God. Brother Hickman often emphasizes when he leads prayer for the offering and uh, for our tithes, he said, or the, the tithe that we give, he says, the Lord's tithes. The tithe, the tenth, it belongs to the Lord. We're not giving anything to him that doesn't belong to him. It's the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle. The Bible says in Psalm 24 and verse 1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Everything belongs to God. Haggai said it this way, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We belong to him, and all that we have was given to us by God. It is all his. And he has called on us to invest in eternity. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 19, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also." He's saying, don't lay up treasure for yourself in this world. Lay it up in the world to come. But note this, please, that this treasure is not only for God and for his work, but he says this, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. You see, when we make an investment, we're hoping for a return. 
And when we invest in the work of God, when we invest in bringing souls to Christ, we are laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven. There's a great promise for a great return on the investment that we're making. By the way, the rate of return is out of this world. Let me read this to you in Matthew 19 and verse 29. Everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold. That's a pretty good return, isn't it? That's more than the market's paying right now, isn't it? A hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. Malachi the prophet said, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing and there shall not be room enough to receive it. God said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to pour out from the windows of heaven blessing upon your life. Luke 6, 38, given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, and shaking together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. When you give, God's going to give back to you. But how does he give? Good measure. He gives you more than you gave him. Press down. He fills the whole container. Shaking together, making sure that all the air is out and, and, and the substance is completely full. And running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured unto you again. The rate of return is out of this world. And then lastly, we see the people who gave. And how did they give? Well, they gave worshipfully. In verse 20, they, or rather verse 21, they came everyone whose heart stirred him up and everyone whom his spirit made willing. There wasn't a, a manipulation on the part of Moses or some, some type of a, uh, a coercive speech that was presented or some kind of a guilt trip that was laid upon the people. No, God by his spirit stirred the hearts of his people and they gave. They gave worshipfully. They gave out of a heart of gratitude. They remembered that they were slaves and that God delivered them and gave them freedom and gave them uh, the, the possessions that they held in their hands. They gave willingly. Again, in verse 21, they came everyone whose heart stirred him up and everyone whose spirit made willing. They gave willingly, not grudgingly. Verse 22, and they came both men and women as were many, as many as were willing hearted. As willing hearted. We see that they gave wisely. Verse 25, and all the women that were wise hearted did spin with their hands. They made the fabric. They gave of themselves. They gave of their skill. They gave of their time. They gave wisely. Jim Elliott said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And Jim Elliott's a pretty good authority on the matter. He gave his life as a missionary. They gave widely. There was a wide array of givers. In verse 27, we read that the rulers gave. 
In verse 22, we see that the men gave, and the women gave. Everyone was involved in giving, no matter their station, no matter their status. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 2, let every man give according as he hath, as God hath prospered him. As God is blessed, as God is prospered, let us give. They gave a wide array of gifts. Those gifts included bracelets and earrings, rings and tablets, jewels of gold, blue, purple, scarlet, fine linen, goat's hair, red skins of rams, badger skins. Now, these things won't go in the construction of that building necessarily. But they gave what was precious. They gave something of value. There was a wide array of gifts and a wide array of givers. And here's the best part of it all. Look in Exodus chapter 36 and verse number 5. The response of the people was so great. The Bible said, they spoke unto Moses, saying, the people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded to make. And Moses gave commandment, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing. Imagine that. Imagine me getting up here and say, we've got enough, stop giving. This is the response of the nation of Israel. For the stuff, verse 7, the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to make it and too much. God is able, isn't he? In Exodus 40 and verse 34, when the tabernacle was constructed, they drew together in the presence of the Lord. And the Bible says, then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. That must have been an amazing thing to experience. The glory of God filling the tabernacle. And so we learn from God's word concerning the tabernacle offering, the purpose for giving, to give more people an opportunity to meet with the Lord. We could just say, well, we're comfortable with what we have or we can continue to reach and impact our community. We can consider these principles for giving. All that we have belongs to the Lord. God has called upon us to invest in eternity, and he has promised us a great return. And we can think of the people who gave and how they gave worshipfully out of, heart, out of a heart of gratitude and love and devotion for the Lord. They gave willingly not begrudgingly, but willingly. They gave wisely, and they gave widely, and God blessed them. The God of Moses, the God of Israel, is our God, and his purpose has not changed. He has been faithful to us, and he has led us. Thank you for listening. We pray that God has used his word to speak to you today. If you'd like to learn more about Tabernacle, you can visit us online at tabernaclebaptistchurch.com. There, you'll find additional information about our church, opportunities to partner with us financially, 
as well as other resources that we hope can be a help to you. May God bless you, and thank you once again for listening.